So, Mr. Gilson, I'm here to ask you about the Iran-U.S. conflict that happened a couple of weeks ago. So, who is responsible for the conflicts between Iran and the U.S., past and present? That's a great question, right? Because some people are just looking at the last few years. But this has really been a conflict that has generated since 1970. And the United States have had difficulties going back to territory as well as sharing resources. Right? We can go back to the Iran hostage crisis. We can go back to the Persian Gulf War. And I would say it's gotten back and forth that both sides could be to be blamed, if you will, for what's going on. In addition, you have to remember, the United States, while we justify the invasion of Iraq from other standpoints in the Middle East, it was considered unjust that they were invading what they considered their territory. And they really still have not been happy about that, especially that as the United States has since you know the early 1900s have tried to promote democracy, we've tried to put a democratic state in Iraq. So I'd say it would be a share of both. Um, we're looking in the very short term who caused the immediate. I think Iran would hold more to be blamed. If you're looking at long term, it can be traced back to both sides um, kind of interfering in each other's politics, if you will. Makes sense. Uh, do you think if any further aggression between the two countries were to happen in the near future that a war could possibly break out? I would think so easily. I mean, when the um, original missile, missiles were fought, shot at the base, uh, there's multiple people that were called from the reserves that were sending texts and Instagram posts and stuff to their family members saying we're going to war. I think at this moment, in my opinion, both the United States and Iran do not want an actual full-blown war. Both economies can't afford it right now. Um, Iran also knows that they both play an interesting ally, which I read an interesting article that France is caught in the middle. France is actually relying a tremendous amount on Iran, and Iran relies on them for exports. France also relies on the United States as an ally. So who would France actually take sides with? I think both the United States and Iran realize that they can't afford to lose allies either. I think if a war were to break out, something really would have to escalate much further. Um, some other event or someone making a direct attack or something to actually happen. Um, do you think that Iran was justified in attacking the U.S. military base after the killing of their general? Um, I'm going to say that I don't think war is ever a justification. If you're asking me to do it from a geopolitical side, which is my, my opinion, but going based on historical facts, yes. But I, of course, don't think war is ever the right answer, and it shouldn't have worked out for either side. That's a very safe answer. Um, anything else that you can add that you know about past conflicts between the U.S. and Iran? I think, unfortunately, it's been buried so long, there's no easy solution to trying to solve this problem either. It's not just, you know, like other wars, a political conflict or even a conflict over war, although it's uh, over resources, excuse me. It's also an ideology problem, which is why you know, we're involved in one of the longest wars in history. Um, you know, since 2001, we've really been battling conflicts in the Middle East because it's not just go take over the other country's territory. It's trying to defeat an ideology. I think I got off track. You were asking me if... Anything else we should know about? Yeah. I think it's just been a buildup of a lot of different things, and unfortunately, this whole resources. And unfortunately, again, for both sides, is the problem of credible information coming out. Right? Even Iran's been chasing after, they say, we're holding one of their people that's helped cause conflicts. And, you know, in our country, we have a lot of what call fake news, whatever else. People just need to be aware of what the actual problems are. Uh, did you know that the, one of the actual reasons that conflicts between these two countries started was actually because 
uh, in a democratic election, there was a leader elected in Iran that wanted to nationalize the oil industry in Iran. And because of that, Britain wasn't too happy because that meant they would lose one of their greatest oil in companies. And so Britain actually in, sort of enlisted the U.S. to help them kind of usurp this guy. And in place, they put a really harsh dictator that was not really in favor of the public of Iran. And that's mainly one of the reasons that uh, started this entire conflict. So do you think that there'd be any way that we could find peace with Iran after like the 70 years of like being mad at each other that we've been going um, through? In theory, unfortunately, the United States in the 20th century did this in multiple countries, Iran, Iraq, Cuba, also same. Some other Latin American countries will just hold it there. In theory, we're at peace with Cuba right now at a time we were almost in a war with them. We had put a dictator that was supporting us, Batista, into power, um, and we found peace. So from that standpoint, yes, I think it's a long-term problem. I mean, you see, unfortunately, a lot of that in history in the Middle East, particularly Britain, has made concessions for resources. I mean, Britain and the United States both allowed Mussolini to rise to power because they didn't want to close the Suez Canal, and eventually, you know, one of the long-term causes of World War II. Well, it's the same exact things happening with Iran. Similar thing happened with, you know, when the Soviet Union invaded Afghanistan. Fortunately, this has been a running trend that continuously happens because people put resources over human rights, which is something that needs to be solved by our world leaders and possibly the United Nations. Yeah, well, history does repeat itself. Thank you, Mr. Gilson. Uh, so, Mr. Gorino, I'm here to ask you a few questions about the Iran-U.S. conflict that went on a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, so first off, who is who do you think is responsible for the conflicts between Iran and U.S., like past or present, that have happened, like, over the course of history? So, obviously, the history of conflict between the United States and several states in the Middle East is fraught with confusion. Um, you know, depending on your outlook, you can blame individual dictators, you could blame religious fundamentalism, you could blame U.S. imperialism. The answer is not a clear one. It's probably a combination of all those things uh, over many, many decades. So it's very fraught with confusion. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, do you think a war could escalate between these two countries in the future if any more aggression could happen? I think we've already seen evidence that any conflict can grow into a more major conflict. I mean, you look at the war in Iraq back in 2003, it seemed like this was going to be a fairly short conflict, and decades later, we still have troops there. So, yes. Uh, what do you know about any past conflicts between Iran and the U.S. specifically? I have to admit... I am not the most knowledgeable person on the conflicts between the U.S. and Iran specifically. Uh, were you aware that back in 1979, uh, 52 American hostages were taken uh, for a total amount of 444 days? Yes, I was very aware of that. <laughs> it makes sense. It's probably something that was really important. Uh, that's one of the past conflicts that happened between Iran and the U.S., and it kind of led to a recent development where Trump threatened to attack 52 areas in Iran, sort of to mimic the 52 hostages taken back in 79. Yes, I did hear that President Trump said that. Yeah, okay, thanks, Greg. Thanks, Jordy.